Numbers chapter 4 verse 1 And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, 2. Take the sum of the sons of Kohath from among the sons of Levi by their families, by their fathers' houses. 3. From thirty years old and upward, even unto fifty years old, all that enter upon the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. He's going to have Moses number all of the Levites, but he's also going to give Moses instruction for the Levites when they set up and when they tear down camp. It must have been something to see from an aerial view what it looked like when the Levites left camp and when they set up camp. Everybody would be going in the direction of a clock. When the Levites arrive from the center, then they start making a tiny clock on the inside of the big clock that the other Israelites are making on the outside. Once the Levites arrive and start going upward north, it'll be a clock inside a clock. For this is the service of the sons of Kohath in the tent of meeting about the most holy things. 5. When the camp setteth forward, Aaron shall go in and his sons, and they shall take down the veil of the screen and cover the ark of the testimony with it. Whenever the camp is breaking up, Aaron and his sons who are camped on the east side of the tent of meeting will go inside all the way into the Holy of Holies and they'll take the veil that separates the Holy of Holies from the rest of the tabernacle, and they'll wrap the Ark of the Covenant with it. 6. And shall put thereon a covering of seal skin, and shall spread over it a cloth all of blue, and shall set the staves thereof over that beautiful veil that has the cherubim design in it with all of the bright colors. Then they're going to put a seal skin over that to protect it, and then over that another cloth of blue, because blue means holiness. And this is why we cannot approach God. It's because of his holiness. And so that blue cloth is a symbol to everybody, do not touch, you're going to die if you touch it, because we're so filthy. It's like light and darkness. If we approach God, we get wiped out because of our sin. Just like when light shines, it eliminates all the darkness. It just wipes out the darkness. That's how it is between us and God. Until we're forgiven, consecrated, sanctified, and even purified, we can't go anywhere near him. And in this life, we're not purified. We still have our old fleshy bodies. When we're in heaven, we'll be able to approach him because we'll be purified at that point. 7. And upon the table of showbread they shall spread a cloth of blue, and put thereon the dishes and the pans and the bowls, and the jars wherewith to pour out, and the continual bread shall remain thereon. The ark of the covenant, the showbread table, and the perfume table are all held by staves, which are poles that go through rings. Once it's all covered up, then they just lift it by the staves. It says that all of the utensils and dishes are getting enclosed in a cloth of blue. 8. And they shall spread upon them a cloth of scarlet, and cover the same with a covering of sealskin, and shall set the staves thereof. All of the dishes and utensils are covered in blue. Then a red cloth goes over the entire showbread table, and red represents the blood of Jesus Christ. The showbread table, I think, sometimes has wine on it, a drink offering. It would make sense for red to be over that as well, because the wine also represents the blood of Jesus. And cover the same with a covering of sealskin, and shall set the staves thereof. Then over the red cloth, they put the sealskin to protect everything. 
9. And they shall take a cloth of blue, and cover the candlestick of the light, and its lamps, and its tongs, and its snuff dishes, and all the oil vessels thereof, wherewith they minister unto it. They're going to cover the candlestick in a blue cloth for holiness, and then they're also going to cover all of the parts of the candlestick, and all of the utensils in blue. 10. And they shall put it and all the vessels thereof within a covering of sealskin, and shall put it upon a bar. Then they wrap it in sealskin for protection. The badger skins are the ones that are dyed red. The sealskins are natural colored, so it might be a brown or a gray or something. And they're going to lay it upon a bar. And that's how they're going to carry it on the bar. Because the candlestick wouldn't have staves because of the way it's shaped. So it'll have to be carried laying on its side. 11. And upon the golden altar they shall spread a cloth of blue, and cover it with a covering of sealskin, and shall set the staves thereof. This is talking about what I call the perfume table, because the perfume table gets anointed with oil and blood on the four horns that are on the corner, so it's like an inside altar. 12. And they shall take all the vessels of ministry wherewith they minister in the sanctuary, and put them in a cloth of blue, and cover them with a covering of sealskin, and shall put them on a bar. All of the utensils that are used inside the tabernacle are going to get wrapped in the blue for holiness and the natural sealskin for protection, and then put on a bar as well. 13. And they shall take away the ashes from the altar, and spread a purple cloth thereon. The altar, where the sacrifices are made, gets covered with purple, and purple represents royalty. Jesus is from the tribe of Judah, the royal tribe, and he is king of kings and lord of lords. The altar represents the royalty of God. 14. And they shall put upon it all the vessels thereof, wherewith they minister about it, the firepans, the flesh hooks, and the shovels, and the basins, all the vessels of the altar, and they shall spread upon it a covering of sealskin, and set the staves thereof. This is the big altar where the animals are sacrificed. After it's covered in purple, then they're going to put all the vessels on top of it. The covering will partly make sure that nothing falls through the netting that's in the center where blood can drip down from the sacrifices, and I'm sure they wash it before they do all this. But in a way, it might already be clean. It's made of brass, and the sacrifices are burnt until they're ashes. In a way, it probably is clean once they remove the ashes. It gets the purple covering, then all the utensils are put above the uh, netting, and then it's covered in seal skin for protection and then the staves are attached. 15. And when Aaron and his sons have made an end of covering the holy furniture and all the holy vessels as the camp is to set forward, after that the sons of Kohath shall come to bear them, but they shall not touch the holy things lest they die. These things are the burden of the sons of Kohath in the tent of meeting. Aaron and his sons have done all of this covering from where they cover the Ark of the Covenant to cover everything else. And then the sons of Kohath, who are camped on the south side of the tabernacle, and there's thousands of them, they're responsible for carrying all this stuff. They're not responsible for setting it up or covering it because it's too holy for them to touch, but they are responsible for carrying it. 16. In the charge of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, shall be the oil for the light, and the sweet incense, and the continual meal offering, and the anointing oil. He shall have the charge of all the tabernacle, and of all that is therein, wherewith it be the sanctuary or the furniture thereof. 
Eliezer, Aaron's oldest son that's still alive, is in charge of the consumable items. He also will be in charge of what the Kohathites are doing because they're going to be carrying the stuff that he's in charge of. It's kind of like he'll be their supervisor. 17. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, 18. Cut ye not off the tribe of the families of the Kohathites from among the Levites. 19. But thus do unto them, that they may live and not die, when they approach unto the most holy things. Aaron and his sons shall go in and appoint them, every one to his service and to his burden. This means they will constantly be supervised by Aaron and his sons because they're near all the most holy things. They need that supervision to make sure that they don't do something that would make God angry. 20. But they shall not go in to see the holy things as they are being covered, lest they die. The Kohathites have to wait outside the tabernacle when Aaron and his sons are going in and covering everything up and getting it ready to carry. Then once it's ready, they supervise and send the Kohathites in to grab all that stuff and pick it up. Then the Kohathites will exit the tabernacle with all of those items. They will wait in line wherever they're supposed to be while the Gershonites start working on their part, which is to take all of the cloths off of the tabernacle. Because when the Gershonites are done taking the cloths off, then the Levites on the north are going to have to tear down the walls that are holding the tabernacle up. 21. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 22. Take the sum of the sons of Gershon also by their father's houses, by their families. The Gershonites are on the west. Now it's time for them to take the cloth things. 23. From 30 years old and upward until 50 years old, thou shalt number them, all that enter in to wait upon the service, to do service in the tent of meeting. Between 30 and 50 is when they're allowed to do this service. They have to be old enough to carry things, but not too old that they're decrepit. And remember, Jesus was about 30 years old when he started his ministry. 24. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites in serving and in bearing burdens. 25. They shall bear the curtains of the tabernacle, and the tent of meeting, its coverings, and the covering of silkskin that is above it, and the screen for the door of the tent of meeting. 26. And the hangings of the court, and the screen for the door of the gate of the court, which is by the tabernacle and by the altar round about, and their cords, and all the instruments of their service, and whatsoever there may be to do with them, therein shall they serve. Everything that's made of cloth that goes over the tabernacle and over the courtyard walls, including the cords, they're in charge of all that. And it makes sense because all that has to be removed before the Levites on the north can take the walls down. 27. At the commandment of Aaron and his sons shall be all the service of the sons of the Gershonites in all their burden and in all their service, and ye shall appoint unto them and charge all their burden. God has every detail worked out because he says that they can't take the drapery down until Aaron and his sons tell them. And Aaron and his sons are the ones who will know when it's time because they're overseeing what the Kohathites are doing. They're going to orchestrate getting the Gershonites started when the Kohathites are completely done. And then when the Gershonites are completely done, they're going to get the Merarites started on their work. 28. This is the service of the families of the sons of the Gershonites in the tent of meeting, and their charge shall be under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Aaron's second oldest living son is in charge of the Gershonites and what they do, so he's their direct supervisor. 
29. As for the sons of Merari, thou shalt number them by their families, by their fathers' houses. 30. From 30 years old and upward, even unto 50 years old, shalt thou number them, every one that entereth upon the service to do the work of the tent of meeting. See how God only has them number those that are relevant to what he's talking about. He never has them number every single person. And that's because God doesn't authorize a census, which is always used to assess taxes. God doesn't work that way. 31. And this is the charge of their burden. According to all their service in the tent of meeting, the boards of the tabernacle and the bars thereof, and the pillars thereof, and the sockets thereof. So these are all of the things that keep the wall up. The boards are the wall itself. The bars are the part that keep the boards side by side together. Because the bars are horizontal and the boards are vertical, the bars connect all of the boards. And then the pillars go in the corners and add stability in the corners and in the front and back. Actually, I think the pillars might be all around, but they're adding stability all around. And then the sockets are what the boards are sitting in that keeps them upright. They have their own silver and brass sockets. 32. And the pillars of the court round about, and their sockets, and their pins, and their cords, even all their appurtenance, and all that pertaineth to their service. And by name ye shall appoint the instruments of the charge of their burden. They're also taking care of the boards and all of the stuff that holds the boards up around the courtyard as well. They have two walls to take down, the wall of the tabernacle and the wall of the courtyard, calling the Merarites by name who's going to do what. 33. This is the service of the families of the sons of Merari, according to all their service in the tent of meeting, under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. 34. And Moses and Aaron and the princes of the congregation numbered the sons of the Kohathites by their families and by their fathers' houses. Aaron is the direct supervisor of the Gershonites. Ithamar is the direct supervisor of the Merarites. Eleazar was the direct supervisor of the Kohathites. 35. From thirty years old and upward, even unto fifty years old, every one that entered upon the service for service in the tent of meeting. 36. And those that were numbered of them by their families were two thousand seven hundred and fifty. That is the number of the Kohathites on the south. Two thousand seven hundred and fifty. 37. These are they that were numbered of the families of the Kohathites, of all that did serve in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. 38. And those that were numbered of the sons of Gershon by their families and by their fathers' houses. 39. From thirty years old and upward, even unto fifty years old, every one that entered upon the service for service in the tent of meeting, forty, even those that were numbered by them, by their families, by their fathers' houses, were two thousand and six hundred and thirty. Forty-one, these are they that were numbered of the families of the sons of Gershon, of all that did serve in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord. Since the Gershonites are two thousand and six hundred and thirty Levites, if you multiply that by six, you'll probably get the amount of people that were actually in the Gershonite camp, so around twelve thousand. 41. These are they that were numbered of the families of the sons of Gershon, of all that did serve in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered, according to the commandment of the Lord. 42. And those that were numbered of the families of the sons of Merari, by their families, by their fathers' houses. 43. From thirty years old and upward, even unto fifty years old, every one that entered upon the service, for service in the tent of meeting. The sons of Merari are on the north side. 
144, even those that were numbered of them by their families, were 3,200. 45. These are they that were numbered of the families of the sons of Merari, whom Moses and Aaron numbered, according to the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. 46. All those that were numbered of the Levites, all of the Levites that are 30 to 50 year old men, whom Moses and Aaron and the princes of Israel numbered by their families and by their fathers' houses. 47. From 30 years old and upward, even unto 50 years old, every one that entered in to do the work of service and the work of bearing burdens in the tent of meeting. 48. Even those that were numbered of them were 8,504 score. 8,580. 49. According to the commandment of the Lord, they were appointed by the hand of Moses, every one to his service and to his burden. They were also numbered as the Lord commanded Moses. This is what happens when they tear down. First Aaron and his sons go and take the inside things, the precious things. They wrap them up. Then the Kohathites take the precious things out. Then the Gershonites take down all of the cloth items and get those ready to carry. And then the Merarites take down all the walls. Now when they set up camp, it's going to be in the reverse order. The Merarites are going to set up the walls. Then the Gershonites are going to drape over all the cloths and coverings. Then the Kohathites are going to go inside the tabernacle and set down all of the precious furnishings. And then they're going to leave and the Aaron's sons are going to go in and unwrap all of the precious furnishings and set them up and light the candlestick. And that concludes Numbers chapter 4.